TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Let's start with this one, though. I've got a very simple question, and um, I'm guessing that Rocco Baldelli will address this in his post-game press conference. I'm a little bit surprised. Uh, so the Twins are up by three going into the ninth. So it's a save situation. Taylor Rogers does not come in. Sergio Romo does, which is fine. Uh, but Taylor didn't pitch in Chicago in three games against the White Sox when the Twins won two or three games um, at guaranteed rate field. And Declan, my assumption at that time was that that was based on scores, right? The Twins were right. down by seven runs late in the game on Saturday, and they were up big both on Friday and uh, Sunday. Uh, but he did not pitch in this game. I'm not completely surprised, but I do. I'm just curious now if there is something going on with him um, that didn't allow him to pitch tonight. Uh, but that's the thing I'm curious about. Besides that, Twins score six runs. They score what? Here, I got my scorebook right here. Five in the second. Blanco gets a uh, home run in the second. Josh Donaldson. It's a home run, a solo shot, opposite field shot in the fourth. The only bad thing after that was, by my math, the Cardinals pitching staff then retired the next 13 uh, Twins to come to the plate to end the game after that. But nonetheless, six runs. And I guess, as I said, my big question of the night that uh, hopefully Rocco Baldelli will address in his postgame, Declan Goff, is where was closer Taylor Rogers because he did not uh, he did not get in and he did not get up in the bullpen and so um that's that's where we'll have to find an answer to that question yeah I mean look uh, Sergio Romo and I I I think is a very capable reliever of being able to do this in the event that Taylor Rogers couldn't go I'm curious as to why in a save situation Judd that you would not want to go to your closer who hasn't worked yet right I mean prior to my knowledge he didn't get in in Chicago at all right no he didn't get no he didn't pitch in Chicago at all you would think that in the home opener in, in in a game that pretty much the twins had in control from the get-go that this would be a perfect opportunity to get your closer a save situation. Um, I, I, I'm curious to hear what it is, but also I, as I've told you and Phil Mackey before, I want to see how good this bullpen is. I know how good Taylor Rogers is. I think Taylor Rogers is a top 10 reliever in the American league. I want to see how other guys can do as well. So, you know, I, I think Sergio Romo is able to do that, but it, it's something that should be asked and then definitely addressed. But I, I I'm, I'm sure. trusting a, of what Rocco Baldelli wants to do here and how he learns from his mistakes in the ALDS and uh, with how he managed that bullpen as a whole. But I, I'm, I'm happy that the bullpen did shut it down. And look, we gave him, we gave him a little bit of grief at the beginning of the, of, of the season and, and, and towards the end of spring training 2.0. Homer Bailey today, not too bad. No, no. He, he, pitches, he pitched five, um, gave up four hits, two runs, both earned two walks, four strikeouts. Um, no, he was he he was fine. If, if this is what they can get on a consistent basis, Declan, from him, I think that's fine. We of course on Friday, the opener against the White Sox, we saw the Twins' good bullpen, right? Yeah. And then on on Saturday, we saw a bad bullpen, and then tonight, um, they pitched Clippard, um, Stashik, May, and Romo pitched the final what four, gave up three hits combined, and um, May gave up the home run. Now. Can I talk to you about why why that home run by the Cardinals is actually great news? Can I tell you tell why me, I think tell me. I want that the home tell run me. by the Cardinals is fantastic news? Here's why. Byron Buxton was back tonight. Yeah. Byron Buxton was in center field tonight. Byron Buxton uh, on the uh, on the ball that was a home run by um, Tommy Edmond raced to the fence. And did you see what he did? He pulled up a little bit. He timed his jump damn near perfect. He had the ball for a split second, 
It, it then deflected off his glove. And yes, it was a home run, not ideal. But I will take a solo home run for the opponents every day of the week if it means that Byron Buxton, who, by the way, had a shot at that baseball, he, he but if it glove, means yeah. that he is going to pull up short of the fence and not crash into the fence. This was the first time that Buxton stayed down, and you said he's staying down because he's angry, right. not because hurt this was to me one of the eureka moments of the night seeing buxton actually not take on the fence like he was playing cornerback against a receiver going over the middle in an nfl game how about that for good news yeah i mean you could definitely tell he was frustrated he didn't get the ball i hit him i know the fsn replay showed judd i don't know what you saw in the press box but him just right in that palm of the glove and just yep. bounced in and out and when you first saw him go down i think what i think you and i and everyone else probably thought the same thing oh god you know, he, he hit the wall a little hard. He, he maybe came down a little weird, but he was just more visibly frustrated that he wasn't able to come down with the baseball. Um, it, yes, I, I'll take a healthy Byron Buxton. It, he's honestly the biggest X factor on the team if, if they're actually going to make a pretty significant run. And it's and to your analogy of a solo home run, I mean, I, what I've always learned about working in professional baseball and talking to professional athletes, especially in baseball, is that you're okay yep. giving up the solo bomb. It's when there's runners on that it causes issues. And if that logic can apply to Byron Buxton with a with a little bit of a twist and turns here, I'm totally okay with it too. And also, I did think his at bats, even though I think he just went one for three with a fielder's choice and an RBI uh, this evening. Oh for, uh, three. Oh for three. Oh for three. With, but but it was able to reach. Did get a run oh, in. And, and this and this is a guy that is naturally a slow starter. We know how good his defense is. But right, you're you're you are correct. You don't hear me say this too often. You are correct in the fact of that Byron Thank Buxton you. did the right thing of pulling up a little bit. Probably got scared of that wall but almost made a spectacular catch. Let me be clear here. If he is scared of the wall, that doesn't bother me. That's good. Now, you know what? If this is uh, game seven of the World Series, I'll reconsider that previous of course, statement. Of course. Byron Buxton is now going to be, be not incredibly cautious, because I, I don't think he's got the incredibly cautious gear in his brain. Yeah. But if Byron Buxton is going to be more cautious, this is great news. And again, you know what, if he if he tips a ball and it goes for a home run and he stays down on the track because he's mad, I can handle that. What I can't handle is is when he crashes into the wall, stays down, and you think to yourself, oh, my God. I mean, Because, Dex, I mean, th- this guy is into what, year five or six now? Yeah. He's 26. He's not young you know. anymore. Right. And so this is the time. This is now the time. This is the start of a very important period to find out. Like, we can't keep saying – He's going to be good. We know he can be good. Right. We can't keep saying if he can just stay healthy. No, it has to happen. Yep. And, and so if this is the approach now. If this is how he's going to go about his business now, I say bravo because every day that he stays on the field and can help this team either on the base pass or certainly defensively a lot of times, right, right. or at the plate is a huge improvement on, oh, my God, did you see that Buxton catch last night? And now, by the way, he's out for take your pick a month. Okay, not worth it. And also the thing with Buck we have to remember, I know Phil Mackey's brought this point up too, is, all right, so Buxton's biggest attribute is his speed. I mean, that, that that's what makes him a great defender. It's what makes him a menace on the base pass. It, it, it's his number one attribute. But now, okay, you're 26, 27. So naturally, just by the age of evolution, even with my St. Cloud State education, Judd Zogan, there's going to be guys that are going to come to the league who are 21, 22, who are already going to be faster than Byron Buxton. So the thing that he brings to the table, and he can still be in the top you know, 1% of speed, 
But if 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 speed is his biggest attribute, age is not helping that speed. And if he can still stay healthy and make the right decisions and understand of all right, it's game it's game four of game, uh, of the sixty game season. I don't need to go all out and crash hard on this wall just to make a Sports Center highlight play. I know he wants it back, and I'm sure he's going to be sleeping, uh, waking up at night, wanting that home run ball back that was literally in his glove. Man, I mean, it bounced right in and out. I'm not sure how you saw it in the press box, but it was there. Again, I'll take that. Again, yes, yeah. you are correct. And again, I will take that. I will. If if that was a mistake or he should have made the catch, that to me, if that's going to be his approach now more often, that approach to me is far better than the bleep it, I'm crashing into that wall and I'm going to take out that wall because guess what we've learned? The wall, it wins almost all the time. Yeah. The person the person gives. The wall don't give, okay? So, that's exactly right. Um, let's talk about the atmosphere here now and yeah. let's just talk about what I experienced tonight, Dex, because again, I, I think you'll get more used to it a little bit just because I think I think just you have to mm-hmm. uh, but man you know piped in noise I mean, and, and the twins are and I'm sure that this is the case across um, across baseball but the twins are doing everything in their power to try and keep things as normal as possible for players right, right. walk up music um, m- music between pitches you know they're trying to do it they're trying to keep as much of a buzz as possible um, but it's just so odd to sit in a ballpark in the press box and look out there and there is nobody there. And, and uh, big uh, tarps that, that have ads have been placed uh, in left field and right field and they are covering decks, entire sections. Yeah. So it's not just an ad. It, it is, it is a tarp with an ad that is covering entire sections. Mm-hmm. And I, I just have to think that for players, this experience has to be so odd and couple that with this one too. So um, Falvey and Baldelli did separate Zoom calls today okay. for the game, all right? And, you know, it's opening it's, – it's the home opener, all right? Ordinarily, you're talking about the White Sox series or you're talking exclusively about strategy or, you know, player personnel, right? The majority of questions – and this is not a dig, but the majority of questions that the president of baseball operations for the Twins and the manager got – centered on the Marlins and centered on what's go- going on. And and I couple that from a player's perspective with one, there has to be, it's not fear, but there has to be a concern, right? Uh, like the Marlins yes. are being down through Sunday. There has to be a, a concern. Yes. And two is everything like day to day. You, you, I think rightfully, if you're a player or, or involved with, with the twins or in any MLB team across the board, day to day, you have to be asking the question constantly. Am I going to have to show up at the ballpark tomorrow and play? Because, I mean, the Marlins are not going to play now through Sunday, and it might be beyond that. Right. You know, Baltimore, that their games against the Yankees got moved because the Yankees couldn't play Philadelphia. So just the, if this was just um, COVID-19 empty ballpark, that would be weird. But it's, it's much, much more to me. It's COVID-19 empty ballpark and really honest to God, a day-to-day question of are we going to be playing baseball tomorrow? Because we don't know for, I think we are, but you're not positive. Look, and and we can criticize and, and kind of put a microscope over what MLB is doing here with this plan. Okay. So we're, we are going to travel. There's going to be no fans. uh, There's no bubble. Oh man. the, the, The chances of something going wrong are high. And I think that's what was so 
infuriating about what the Marlins did. It to me, it, it's not necessarily completely at fault in the league. I put a hundred percent fault where my fault goes. Judd is on Don Mattingly to leave it up to his players in a group text in the middle of a pandemic, which is not right. stopping and spreading. And you leave it up to that. If I was Rob Madfred, and I've thought about being him numerous times and being the commissioner of this league, I would, I, yeah, I would have, I would have suspended Mattingly immediately. And I would have just kicked the Marlins out for doing something so egregious. I, I ser- right. It blows my mind that we're, right. we're in the middle of a global pandemic that no one really has a control of government, state officials, health officials, no one really knows what the hell's going on with this. So how the, how do you make the conscious decision as a team knowing that you have positive players in your locker room to go out and say, you know what, uh, we're going to do it. I, I would, I would have kicked they, the team out. How did baseball, though, leave that up for interpretation? That's what I don't get. Like, how did we yes. not start? This is not new. Like, we've been dealing with sports shut down for four months, right? Yeah. How did baseball, the day that summer camp started, how was how was part of what we're working under right now not this simple? If you have let's say two players test positive or more, you need to contact us and we will tell you what to do. Yes. Like how how did we even get the Marlins players texting each other and actually going through their shortstop to vote on playing on Sunday? I, I mean, I'm with you completely. The, the fact that they did that and didn't like call baseball is incredible. Right. But I also I also, the fact that baseball and Manfred and his people left this um, sort of up in the air, like if you think, this is this whole thing, if you trigger, you know, an outbreak, everyone's in trouble, like you're just in trouble. So I don't know how we actually had it where the Marlins aren't in huge trouble right now because there were specific instructions for them on Saturday night to go to baseball and baseball could have simply said, we're shutting you, you down for now. And and this goes back to, to what we discussed on the show uh, previously in, in regards to what the soccer bubble has done. You can't be afraid. You cannot be, De- Declan, afraid to shut teams down. Yes. And if you have to shut them down for two weeks, I don't care. And And it sounds like today baseball has started to talk openly about taking win percentage. Instead of because this whole notion that yeah, everyone yeah. has to play six games and be done by October, what, 30th or something like that is absolutely crazy and stupid. So it does sound like baseball has now moved to and they need to do this to say, if you can play 60, that's great. Um, and, and you probably have to play at least 40. But all of that being said, uh, you can't be afraid to shut teams down and you cannot be afraid to say Marlins can only play 45 games. What's the record? What's their win percentage go from there? Because the one thing that, that we've learned is this notion of, of getting locked into now. Well, it has to be a 60-game season. This is 2020. There are no rules. Yeah. The, 2020, there are no rules. Correct. And so, so to address your questions and your points, I'm with you. Um, but I really find it baffling that baseball did not have a clear-cut plan that went to every single team on the opening day of summer camp if you start to have a problem and i don't care if it's two players we need to know immediately and we will make the call for you you are not going to go through your veteran shortstop i mean that would be like the twins waking up nelson cruz from his nap and like nelly we've had an outbreak what do you think we should do should we play and he'd probably be like, yeah, let's play. And then the next thing you know, all hell breaks loose. That makes no sense. And that's, and that's, and I think that's where it goes to show just great leadership 
on on the Twins front that I think most of them have it on on control and and, and I think the majority of teams do Judd I think the majority of teams do know that how serious this pandemic is and that's why it was so disheartening to me and, and so frustrating to hear someone on a team like Don Mattingly who I do have a lot of respect for at least I did before the last 48 hours I'm not sure he's the brightest bulb clearly Clearly, I mean, he hell, is not. He was a hell of a player, but I'm not hell sure. Hell of a player. Player. So, so it just it, it blew my mind. It was very extremely frustrating, and that's why I'm thankful that the Twins had the leadership they do in place, and I'm, I'm glad that that we didn't have to deal with something like this. Uh, how did how did it see on Josh Donaldson's uh, first home run of the uh, 2020 season? Opposite field, man. This guy, I I am I am being completely um, um, upfront and and complimentary here. Wow. No smart ass bit. Wow. Josh Alton is the consummate pro man. Opposite field. Like he looks, if if Sano needs to take uh, his cues from Cruz, like as far as how he acts and things, sure. and Cruz is, a, Cruz is a pro's pro as well. But I'm telling you right now, um, Miguel Sano needs to watch Donaldson as closely as Mitch Garver does, Declan, because look at him going oppo. The right. home run Right? Every look at his at bats. This guy looks to go to the opposite field consistently. And I'm going to tell you right now, he could try and pull balls and it would be impressive, right? Long home runs. I'm going to pull, pull, pull. He doesn't do that. This guy steps to the plate with a philosophy of how to hit in mind. And, okay. and a lot of guys, a lot of guys are good, but they don't have this. Yeah. Like this guy is a craftsman. If Miguel Sano can watch Josh Donaldson's approach, it's going to help him so much. But, you know, again, the, the home run that uh, that Donaldson hit tonight, not super impressive, but it is because it's all about how he approaches his, his craft. And this is why, on a, basically a daily basis, Mitch Garver picks Donaldson's brain constantly because mm-hmm. Garver wants this. And you can tell. Right, and that's what I want to see. I want to see if Mitch Garver can do this again. I mean, he was absolutely he was Mike Piazza Jr. in ninety games to. last season, and you he know, wants to. And, and, he wants to do this again, and he is. I'm telling you, he is. He is in Donaldson's hip pocket. Awesome! I love that's to hear awesome. that. Is it bats? Like just the the approach? Okay, the approach of Garver's at bats and, and how he sort of recoils and things yeah. are starting to work like Josh's. Like he is that much into what, because he can tell that Donaldson is a craftsman and perfectionist. Like his success is not some fluke. This guy, you know, Josh for a long time was not that great. Right. Um, Bloomer. Hide himself in a big way. And if you start to watch Garver's approach at the plate and it's beginning to look more and more like Josh's, uh, but, but I'll go back to what I'm saying is the opposite field approach. If Sano takes this cue and who knows he might, he might not, but if he takes this cue, Think about the damage because Miguel Sano can, can hit a baseball uh, a really long way to left. He can hit it to center. And if he wants to, he can hit it to right field. Imagine if he takes that cue and that approach, um, he is going to hit some monster blasts. And, and if he does, if, if Sano ever got that down, and I don't know that he's going to, Dex, but if he ever did, that is, that is potentially, and I very cautiously say this, okay? Sure. So. Yep. That is potentially Miguel Cabrera in his prime. Oh, can you imagine? Like, if you're playing the ball, that is Miguel Cabrera potentially in his prime. 
and that's big state. And that's and that's what we, I mean. It's the same thing we were just talking about with Bucks and fifteen minutes ago. Of all right, these this guy, these guys have been in the league for five years. They're they're yes, they're young for who they are, but they're no longer young, young anymore in terms of baseball. And eventually, it's going to have to stick and click with them. And with guys like Buxton, it, it's more of I don't trust Buxton's mental makeup. It, it it's the complete opposite. I think both of them are complete polar opposites of of why they have not failed, but not not have reached their potential as major league hitters. And with, if Sano can have Donaldson in his back pocket like that with Cruz too, kind of trying to teach him how to be a pro off the field. I mean, Judd, that that's everything we've always hoped for with Buxton and Sano. They were going to be the next savers of this franchise, and and it's still possible that they are. But if they get, and I, I think the Twins have done a good job here, if if they get the right people, Cruz, the right guy, right? Donaldson, potentially, I think, the right guy. Yeah. If you get those guys now to to sort of mentor and help out, I think that's huge. But, yeah, just watch watch Donaldson's day-to-day approach. Okay. It wows you. Like, there's a lot of guys that don't have this. I mean, this is, this is like captain-type material. A Cruz... Cruz leads big time. And Cruz is a great player. Um, but like, I'm just talking about what Donaldson does as far as the work as well and things. And, and again, to uh, emphasize with this, with Josh, I don't think it all comes naturally. I think this is born of very, very hard work. And, and so, so what um, four games in now Declan Goff, correct? Four games in, if I'm not mistaken, 33 runs scored. That's not too shabby. Um, and then what's seven home runs in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, a Polanco and Donaldson home runs tonight. Yep. So 33 runs scored nine home runs in four games. You know what? 2020 all screwed up. Lots of weird stuff. The one thing for the most part that looks like it's been the consistent consistent is the 2020 twins are, are mirroring, if not doing more offensively, I guess, um, than the 2008. And 19 twins. It's good to have one thing that feels like it's normal. Yes. And the Bomba squad is clearly back and even bigger and badder than ever. And that's what you get for adding Josh Johnson in the middle of your lineup. It, it, it makes you everyone, him, yeah. you just, you push everyone else down and you add one of the best hitters in baseball to it. And if your pitching can be complimentary, then Jedi really do think, especially in a 60 game season, that this team does have a legitimate shot at winning a World Series. And I can't believe I can utter those words with confidence in my lifetime. Starting pitching. Starting pitching is the key. Calm down just a okay, little bit there. Okay. Um, but you know what? I think we're going to get the answer. I think long-term, I think the bullpen's going to be good. I, I mean, okay. Friday, very good. Saturday, not so, not so good. Um, tonight, good again. I think the core, Declan, of the bullpen is pretty damn solid. Now, if you get past that core, it's going to be some question marks. And, sure. and I don't, you know, I, I think we discussed this um, on, on the show on on. Sunday with Jake DePew, I guess the question becomes then, does Duran come up or Chalmers? And do you start to like, uh, does Smeltzer go away or Mattel? I don't know. But I do think that the main uh, core of that bullpen is pretty good. So, I agree. I agree with you, man. I'm here with you. All right. Twins win six to threes. So they improve to uh, three and one. They play again tomorrow. They uh, end this two game series against the Cardinals. By the way, Rich Hill is going to start that game. I'm very curious to see now. Is Rich Hill healthy? Big if Rich, if Rich, if Dick Mountain can pitch um, the sixty-game season and contribute what we think he can, that gets closer to what you just said, which is not, not just a really good elite American League team, but a World Series contender. I'm excited to see what he does, man. Can't wait. He's De- he's Declan at home. I'm Judd at Target Field. We'll talk to you. Soon. Thanks for watching.